Welcome to Mangata Podcast, a podcast by the wandering for the wandering. Hi, I'm Yunis. I am Jesse, and today we'll be talking about our personal experiences with office small talks, and what gender variation can bring to chit chat topics and the storytellings. Here's an imaginary scenario: as you go to work, you got a little bit late, so you ran into your boss. And you stuck in the same lift with your boss. Like, do you start talking, or do you just like keep the silence? And if you do start talking, what do you talk about? If it was like my current boss, we usually just talk about. So, how's your, how's your family? Because I'm 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 technically friends with my bosses, so it's mm-hmm. a bit it's a bit different. But if it was like, for example, like a boss that I let me think. I would always just stay quiet because usually they're the ones. Usually the boss that starts the conversation, not you. I'm a very introverted person. If if someone starts a conversation with me, you ask questions, I answer. And that's pretty much uh, so, it. Okay, so so most of the reasons that I I bring up is because what you talk with your colleagues and seniors outside of your work matters. I I think that interaction matters, as in like it kind of. Builds the relationship and how and where you stand in the office as well. So I guess like today's topic is not. It's more than just like small talks. I think it's also about like what you talk up, like just overall in a situation, like what you talk about, what you talk about in the office. Like you said, like whenever you bump into like a senior people, um, because they are more se- like much senior, the topic can be very tricky. Like I don't know what you talk with like the seniors, but like very often the the conversation that I usually have is. Just like very shallow weather, what else? Weather, <laughs> yeah, weather vacations, and like I think the most awkward situation has ever happened is that like I bump into just like senior people on Monday, and it's like, hey, so how was the weekend? And then what's your like upcoming weekend plan? Uh-huh. And then like we talk about stuff, and then we bump into each other again, like Thursday. But then we already talk about the 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 upcoming like weekend plan already, like on Monday. So I was like. Uh, I don't know what I'm gonna do about. I already asked the weekend plan. I already know, but like I, I, I have nothing to talk about with you. Funny, like, but but like, do you not talk about like hobbies? Like, if you, cause, cause this is what I, I to prepare for this topic, I actually asked like some people about like what do you guys talk about at work? Because like my example, like. My personal experiences are a bit different because I don't really have workmates of the same gender or the same sex as much. They're mm-hmm. mostly either LGBTQ or oh, male. Wow. Yeah, there's a lot of LGBTQ. Um, there's a lot of LGBTQ within the academia. Uh-huh. <laughs> so that's why, like, it's a bit different, like what we talk about at work. But well, we were in office yesterday, so I I have like some good examples of like some things that we talked about I can talk about that later but like in terms of like do you not talk about hobbies with your workmates we are talking about like very senior people like very senior people who are like at their 60s or like almost uh, 60s. okay I think it's because given their age mm. they don't do much so your concern is like not really talking of talking to like people your own age it's more of like talking to someone on a different generation because the conversation with boss is usually very tricky because like they're the one who's 
who always evaluate you. So mm. it's, it's a tricky relationship as in like you want to be close with them, but also at the same time, you don't want to intrude like privacy, like both ways. Like you don't want to tell him like what's going on in your life and you don't want to know what's going on in his life. In my past experience, okay, so my first job, I eventually became close with my direct manager. Initially, it was a bit hard to be close to her because she was quite strict and she still I mean she she was quite still strict but like eventually like certain situations that happened in my life and like my entire like work experience uh we became close uh, I needed more girlfriends so they became like kind of like big sisters to me so yeah eventually we traveled together also so that kind of changed things and eventually we all quit we all left the company. <laughs> I mean, it was just like, just in just the time, right? So for me, I quit because like I needed like a shift in my work. They quit because they wanted to migrate to a different company, uh, like a different country. So they moved to New Zealand. So that was, that was, that's my first company. But like with other higher bosses, I don't really interact as much with them. So it's usually like very minimal interaction and you only interact with like work stuff, yeah. Um, different parties because we were a big project so it's not like a small team so uh-huh. we had like a big team with like some sub teams uh-huh. that's how the thing was well, going back to like the different scenarios that I have yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. so I think we can because based on our own like both like uh, like the experience from both of ours I think it's safe to say like not only us as juniors trying to keep distance away from the seniors. I think the seniors like a very high high like high grade like boss. Hmm. They're also trying to maintain this identity. Yeah, of course. Like, as in, like, they they want to keep the distance from the juniors as well because they want to maintain this authority, like this figure of high uh, grade, like uh, like generosity yeah. and and then because if you're really it's basically to- just professionalism, you have to make sure that you have like this so so i have one example of that that of that scenario we're in i am close so this this is a very funny it's a very funny story the the funny story there is like she's kind of like the supervisor of my supervisors so she's like the second level thing that is that was managing us she was the one who interviewed me when i was hiring for that uh like when they were hiring for that job and I was scared of her. <laughs> I was so scared of her because, like, she was quite strict. She was very serious. She spoke straight English. She sounded like, for me, she sounded like a Singaporean. But when when the interview ended, her whole mood changed. Like, she became very friendly. And then she started speaking in Filipino. And I was like, wait, huh? <laughs> I was like, I thought she was she was Singaporean because I was working for, it was an Australian company. So I was like, oh, okay, maybe it's normal. Uh-huh. And then when I started my job, I was given a buddy. Like, you know, when you're a new hire, yeah. you get someone yeah. to help yeah. you start. And then when I read his name, his name's Japanese. <laughs> but wow. then when he... Uh, yeah, it's fun. Okay. See, this this is... this I tell you, it's like the weirdest thing. So his name is Japanese. But when he met me, I was like, oh, hello. And he started talking to me in Filipino. And I was like, huh? <laughs> huh? It's common for um, a lot of Filipino women who married also to Japanese. So oh, he's full, okay. so he he's like half Filipino, half Chinese. Ah, sorry, half Filipino, oh. half Japanese. Oh. So apparently my buddy and my boss, they're like in this 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 group of people. They they're like a big group of people wherein they have lunch together, they hang out together, 
they're uh, a mix of like from different like different colleges different levels they have they're mixed between teams but they're like part of this big calf like this big team so i eventually became part of that group because i'm i'm his buddy uh-huh. and in that group was the person who interviewed me who is my senior supervisor so basically we all have lunch together every single day so what you guys talk about the thing is we talk about anything we talk about different hobbies. We talk about like people at work or like the the frustrations of like what happened at like different meetings that she's had. Sometimes she shares it with us. Like we have like a lot of overlapping hobbies. So there's those are kinds of things. So they sometimes we will also say, Oh, do you guys want to play board games? I like board games. I have board games at home. Eventually she went to the US by herself. And then she was like, Oh, I'm gonna be in DC. And I was in New York at that time. And she was like, do you want to come to D.C. with me? Can you come to D.C. with me? Let's share this Airbnb. And I was like, okay, sure. I took the bus. It was just the two of us. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So see, this is this is the example of me. Like, this is like, I feel like this is like an outlier of like how you can have a relationship with like a boss boss. She doesn't directly score me because of like, she's not the one managing me, but she still gives me like information about like she helps decide overall if I'm supposed to get so those kinds of like promotions and things like that. With this relationship though, with all of us, like she's a boss and all of us are like under her. We manage like a pretty good like boundary of like, okay, work is work. Outside work stuff is fun. Mm. And that's how we're able to still keep things very, you know, professional. I'm trying to think of like another if I have like an example of having like a big one but do you have one or for you you haven't had like this my previous job like it's all old people sorry to say this but like like I can't really relate to their lifestyle I mean I think it's 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 really that because like they like I said they are like nearly 60 I think it's just we're not part of the same I mean you're not part of the same generation and at the same time it's like you're not in the same life stage anymore so you really would have very different interests and um, perspective about life so it's more of like you probably would only have conversations with them about like maybe mentorship if you look up to them or if they actually have like a really good portfolio you could probably get advice from them but that's that's basically it it's kind of like hard to it's yeah, hard it's hard, it's hard. Age gap is really hard like when, when mm. you're talking to someone who is much higher grade and then mm. with, yeah like like I guess one example for me would be like dealing with the more senior faculty in academia mm-hmm. right for me uh, we don't really interact as much outside of work now that we're talking about well, we kind of already covered that because from your end, like you, your your seniors are like smaller age gap mm. than mine. So, like, mm. do you feel that the stuff that you talk about differentiates based of on? Of course, but it also def- it also depends on the level of friendship. There's a pro. Okay, this 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 is. I think it's like it's in the back of our heads. It's not something explicit or like something that we talk about, but there is a progression of topics that you probably would have with like people your same age group. I asked, um, these are like fresh graduates. They just started work. So I was like, okay, I'm curious because we were preparing for this topic. I was like, okay, I'm curious. Boys, what do you guys talk about? And they were like, cars, 
cars. They talk about cars. Uh, they talk about games, mobile games. Uh, pro basically just gaming. It's still like you know a kid thing. And then I asked the girls because in that in in that table we were having dinner, and then he was like, "Okay, so girls, what do you guys talk about with your other female friends?" And they were like, "Um, we asked about their day. Like, what did they do over the weekend? <laughs> what did they do over the weekend? Uh, like, if they hang out with friends, what did they eat? Things like that." It's like it's like two different, like two very different things. So for yeah. for most people, it's like for guys, they talk about like immediate stuff, like more material things, more hobbies, more games. For girls, on the other hand, like for females, normally you would start with like hobbies. What did you do over the weekend? What did you eat? What did you see? Did you watch something? So, but eventually it becomes like oh, relationship stuff. Yeah. It, um, everything comes you, out to relationship but yeah ahead. you go you basically go back to like those kinds of things like oh i'm having boy problems yeah <laughs> i'm having boy problems how do you deal with this kind of thing so it's usually like that so i think those are like the general common topics that people start with is it the same for you i have encountered the like guys asking like hey also what did you do like it, it's really up to individual but i think it's the way like I think overall conversation wise, like guys are more like fact based, whereas like the females with the females, it's more feeling oriented. Remember how I had this phase? I was like, I I cannot find this like mission statement in my work, like day to day work. Like I keep, I try so hard to find this like mission statement. And then I've been talking, I don't know why, I was like so vocal about like me not finding like mission statement and my work space in the workplace. So I keep talking to like the, um, like different, like, people uh, who are technically more senior than I am um, mm-hmm. because I want to see if they can relate or they've ever like experienced similar like stuff mm-hmm. so like the answers that I usually get from guys is yeah or something like it's normal and whereas if we're like the females they, they 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 often be like hey so why do you have this why do you have such sentiment like what do you think that caused you uh and then I uh, like, oh, like, oh, maybe you can do this. You can try that. So I don't know if it's, it, it has to do with the closeness, like the ratio, how close I am with the, it's with them. Because mm-hmm. I think it's really up to gender. So I had this conversation also like with a friend, but we were talking about like how different men and women are when they give advice. So this is the same as yours, right? You have a problem with your mission statement and like the guy is like, they just give you straight answers like yes that's normal that's fine you're okay there's not a problem but for women it's like oh why do you feel that way what do you think you can do maybe it's like this maybe it's like that so when you talk to guys they give you a straight answer in in my in my friend's case they were they were talking about like oh so what's your opinion about this 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 situation that i'm in with like a different guy and then the guy the other side the the guys would say oh no that guy's just into you so just it's either you just ignore it or like if you don't like him just but like for girls it's like oh maybe he likes this or maybe it's like this <laughs> she's like why why do girls do this like why is there so many uncertainty i mean as a girl when i was thinking about like how she explained it like guys give you straight answers like it's because like they can give you a perspective about the guy like they don't really think twice too much about certain things if they do they usually end up like with just one answer at the end. 
but for women it's always like maybe this or that they also they always have options and they always weigh their emotions also with the options that they have to make it's like how we approach things women put more emotion into the way that they talk also rather than just blindly saying things was this called vice versa like if we think from the opposite way because like the girls like both of the times majority of the girls they need this emotional support right they they need to feel that their feelings are being accepted respected and being recognized vice versa when someone is uh either say venting or complaining or like asking a question they want to reciprocate the same thing and then they, they they are trying to give the 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 emotional support because they they want the, uh, the emotional support that those are the naturally think that the opposite party would want that too i think for women the way that you communicate is different the way we communicate is different so like you you kind of like want feedback you want people to ask you questions you want people to probably give you more insights like oh so what happened after that so i think it's like more engagement for women like you want more engagement other than just yeah yeah i feel you yeah. And that's just the end of the call. It's like, how do you keep talking after that if it's, yeah. if it's just yes, right? It's like a conversation ender. One thing that I learned from like talking to uh, a male friend about things is like, I think they don't overthink what other people tell them about, right? Mm-hmm. So when you speak, when you talk about something, they take it at face, face value. Like, okay, I feel like this. Okay, sure. Yeah, you feel like that. Okay, I understand. The way that like how guys are more fact-based and how girls are more feeling-based had relatively affected the topic that you talk about with them at the office as well like during lunch or during happy hour so like because guys are very fact-based so you would not necessarily talk about like feeling related to stuff with girls it's it's mostly about relationships right like like the interaction with humans and the the interaction with like life there's more human <laughs> i want to say like what the guys said last year <laughs> there are he- more human factor mm-hmm. yeah i mean that's correct with the, the girls <laughs> i don't know why like when you say like how why girls are programmed this way it's coming from the stereotype when a girl functions or thinks or acts like a male which is completely normal because we're all human being to start with like we're all just like two individuals right but simply because we have different genders, so people would have different expectations, right? Like they would have expectations regarding like how a male would act and say, and whereas like they, they would expect a female uh, do completely the opposite way, right? So when a female does exactly the same as the male, the feedback she has is very different because it's not what people expect. It's a, it's a very contradictive kind of like statement and scenario because like girls, they'd be like, oh, so I wish I can be guys. But when they actually think and act like a guy, the feedback that reacts from the society will forbid them or say constrain them. If you can, you're strong enough not to care about these feedbacks, then of course, like you can continue to behave the way that you want to behave. But I think as a social animal, according to, well, the Maslow hierarchy, we need to feel a sense of belonging. And the sense of belonging comes from the interaction with the humans. 
And in order to maintain a positive interaction with the humans, we need to have this positive feedback from the people that we hang out with in order to maintain that relationship. Mm-hmm. So like, even though you say like, oh, I wish I, I could have said no when people say like, oh, well, uh, when, when, when this scenario, mm-hmm. scenario, but can you take the, the pressure of rejection yeah, uh, also? Yeah. yeah, for for being criticized, for mm-hmm. being say like, oh, she's, yeah. oh, she's mean. She said no, like why she's a, being a, such a bitch. So, <laughs> I don't know why, like the society yeah. just like expects a female to be gentle and soft. It's why why do girls function this way? Comes both ways. The the genetic part of us just naturally have this motherly motherhood kind of like natural instinct, and also at the same time, the society is trying to part of the society is constraining us from being less of quote-unquote a girl yeah so, yeah yeah it does it does i think that's like a good way to actually like combine how things are in like the workplace and basically in general right when we whenever we talk about different topics and like how do we actually talk to one another it's not of those work i think the 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 extra layer of like being at work kind of like puts a barrier on additional topics that you could talk about uh and how you should actually interact with other people but then at the same time, you have this entire society, societal thing in terms of like how you communicate and how you're being criticized is more or less still bound by gender. Yeah, gender, age. Uh, gender, age, and also like, time. yeah, I mean, age is also like a big factor if you, if you think about it. Like, you can't really, you know, talk back to your elders. You can't really say bad things about them, things, blah, 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 a lot of different things. Yeah. But yeah, uh, I see what you mean there. It's it's quite it, it has like a deeper root of like how things are in terms of like why we do these things. I think it's just like nat- is that one thing is nature, the other part is like just how society has evolved us and mm. trained us to be this way. And it's probably gonna take a longer time to like change everything. Okay, so to interns and stuff, but mm-hmm. do you talk about stuff? Like, what do you talk about? Younger? Yeah, like your students, interns, and stuff. Uh, now it's a little bit different because like in my current main job right now, I have more younger colleagues. So far, I don't know what we talk about yet. There's not much we talk about. It's like mostly, oh, how was school? What was your program like? So what's the difference? Things like that. But then usually safe topics that you start with are always like, Oh, what kind of hobbies do you do? And if they're into fitness, if they're into bouldering, climbing, gaming, it's easy to start a conversation. Like right now, <laughs> the topic yesterday when we were talking about things at work was like, oh, like, oh, what kind of like activities would you guys like to share or talk about? And we were like, huh, we can go climbing, we can go bouldering, things like that. And then we could go. And then there was one person who had like, notebooks and planners like he he started to talk about like oh he he actually break, brings his notebook everywhere to our meetings and everything and he starts writing like he has a scratch notebook where he just writes notes and then he has a different notebook and then he started talking about like how he used to do bullet journaling and then oh. the other new hire was like oh i also did bullet journaling okay so mostly still like hobbies like yeah that. hobbies like what you do uh how did you cope with things like that so it's not anything like emotionally deep it's like oh how do you manage your time how do you just do you buy climbing shoes are you gonna join these kinds of activities can we go climbing 
you know things like that it's just it's just very basic stuff mm. i think it's it's usually safer because it's harder okay now now that you now that you mentioned it it's actually quite hard to open a conversation with a younger person really? sometimes it's harder i mean you can only start again you start with hobbies it's not like you want to stop start talking about like oh you know when i was younger we don't want to be like that <laughs> when i was younger <laughs> what i mean Oh, in my time, it wasn't like that. I was like, oh. whenever I start, whenever my mind starts like that, oh, in my time, I was like, wait, no. <laughs> I mean, for some of my students, we I talk that way uh, in my class. Like I would mention like before, this is how we did things in this, in this program. So you kind of like bring things back. Like, guys, it was way harder when it was us. So please don't make my life harder. Mm. Just listen to me. Oh, but on a gender level, like across different like group pages, a group, uh, mm-hmm. like age groups, mm-hmm. I want to say that guys overall, like the guys that I've interacted with, they overall has a higher pursuit, a higher passion toward a career than the females, like average wise. I of mean, they're anomalies and outliers, but like mm-hmm. average wise, I think guys, they, were, they are more passionate about what they do mm-hmm. and they are more proud of what they do and they're more inclined to actually talk about their work than men and girls unfortunately mm. i'm the female part in this <laughs> i mean that's i think that's like how we also see our careers differently i think that's I normal i think it's like also like part of the natural instinct because they used mm-hmm. to where like mm-hmm. they go out now, i mean huh. they have to like for guys i think they have to like stick to it they have to make sure that they yeah. climb the corporate ladder properly so yeah, that they can actually yeah. eventually They're, like natural instinct about it oh uh-uh. i mean for guys, I think at the end of the day, their career is what defines them before they have a family life. Like usually for them, like that's their main priority. Like for women, your main priority at first would be to start a family if you really want a family. Unless like, again, if you're part of the outlier that you don't really want a family, you can prioritize your career. So it's usually the same track. But as a woman, right, the the concept of childbearing is on you so most yeah. of the time you really have other priorities other things that you have to think about i think that's a, that's fine we we keep going back to this like concept of like how women have like a different important role after working or outside of working well the important role is to, to make babies what no, no just kidding <laughs> I thought you were talking about making babies or like making <laughs> making future generation people. But okay, but do you overall like prefer interacting with like do you have a preference like? Do you, uh, or... I mean, I would prefer to interact within my my age group because mm-hmm. that way you have more similarities. Sometimes it makes sense or it's easier for you for me to also interact with someone older. A little bit older, but like not too old. With younger generations, I'm learning. So we have talked about many things. We have talked about um, the conversation that uh, the conversation at office in different locations, a i.e. at office, uh, uh, in the elevator, um, or like during lunch break or during happy hour. Uh, we also have covered like the kind of conversation that. We normally have or what we expect to have with different age groups like say seniors 
and the seniors like say very older seniors or relatively older seniors um and to your peers and the people younger and we also cover like the gender variation and how that kind of differentiates the the way that we interact in the topic we talk about anything else that i'll talk about no right no i think that was like a good summary of like everything so basically at the end of the day right we relate more with people our age with like a plus minus five year difference i think that's more or less like a safe range plus minus five years in terms of like age is easier um but anything like more than 10 that's usually where you know how you have that generation gap that you have to deal with in terms of like conversations and topics and like how different the life stages you are in right Mm -hmm. and then with gender and with 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 the sex it's it's mostly like if you want straight answers and if you want like direct things talk to a guy friend if you want more feelings more empathy more support, well, more emotional support. Maybe yeah, a like, little bit more emotional support. Someone who will actually agree with you or disagree with you about like how you feel. Talk to your female friends. Right, <laughs> that's like a very good summary of like. I think that's a good very that's a good way to digest all of the things that we do in life. <laughs> how yeah. we talk about things. Know your audience. Yeah, that's true. Know your audience, like. Why are you talking about it? Like, why? Yeah, you, the purpose, what, do you, what do you want to get from this? It's like therapy. <laughs> purpose oriented. It's like therapy. Have a purpose What's oriented. your objective? <laughs> What's your objective? What's the objective of this conversation? Yeah. What do you get, get out of oh, it? It's too funny. What kind of validation do you want to get from this conversation? Right. That's <laughs> too, that's too silly. <laughs> I guess that's it for today's episode. Again, thank you for listening and we hope you enjoyed this super long rambling of ours. <laughs> we release an episode, I don't know, whenever we feel like it, usually on Sunday, 7 p.m. if we can try to squeeze it in. But if you enjoyed this content, please subscribe or leave us a rating. This helps other people find this podcast more easily. And you can also share this on your social media. Tell us what you think about the episode. Ask your friends to listen to us if you want to. Um, and maybe you can judge us. <laughs> so no, if you haven't... No, this is just for fun. So it's like, please don't judge us. So if you have any feedback, comments, suggestions, feel free to send us a message on our Instagram. And if you agree, right? How do you talk to your friends? How do you talk to your male friends, your girlfriends, your workmates? How? What do you talk about? Let us know. Or not. Ah. <laughs> Bye. Or not. You do not. Ah.